0: Hey there, it's Jenna Kutcher, the host of the Gold Digger podcast, and I am so excited that you're hearing my voice right now, because that means you're tuning in to Natalie's new podcast, Fit for Business. Natalie Jean's desire to serve others through her business is admirable, and what led her to being selected as a top 1% student of mine, and she got to receive some specialized coaching. I am so, so excited that her voice is out in the world and that you, my friend, are tuning in today. Are you ready? Enjoy. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. Hey guys, welcome back to the Fit for Business podcast. And today you are in for such a treat. My guest, Rachel Prairie, is with Anytime Fitness Corporate Offices, and she is the programming manager, which basically means she is the trainer of all trainers. And today we're gonna talk about the five things that your trainer wishes you were doing, but you're not, And even if you don't have a trainer, these are five simple things that you can do and implement into your life like today. So I'm so excited to have Rachel here. She is someone that I've admired for years from afar, and she doesn't really know that, but now she does. So I'm really excited to have her here. Rachel Prairie is the global manager of exercise programming for self-esteem brands. Anytime Fitness is the largest fitness franchise in the world. And Rachel designs programs for Anytime Fitness trainers to execute with their clients and members all over the world. She also trains trainers, Anytime Fitness philosophies, programs, technical skills, consumer insights, behavior change, selling, and self-care. Her quote, I believe connection is a cure. My purpose is to connect people to themselves and to each other. I want all humans living their absolute best lives. And the only way to get them there is to lead with love, empathy, and listening. Movement is just one branch of wellness. Let's make healthy happen. Hey, Rachel, thank you so much for being on the Fit for Business podcast. How are you? Good. How about you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I am so excited because you are like the famous Rachel Prairie in our world of Anytime Fitness. So uh, I feel so honored to have you here today. But what I like to start off with all of my guests, if you were to describe yourself in three words what words would you use? So it gives us a little insight into how you think of yourself. Okay. I
1: think they would be empath, joyful, and resourceful. The empath piece is uh, is something that I've always had, but haven't really started to understand until recently, just because I've always been an intuitive, deep feeler, but gone even beyond that, like the ability to absorb what Other people are feeling good and bad, and also just kind of always feeling vibes and energies of room and being really good at and fascinated by human behavior. So, body language, tone, the things that people aren't saying is a weird passion of mine. (laughs) Awesome. What else? Oh, joyful. Okay. So, in general, years ago, actually, when I first started becoming a trainer. And I was trying to figure out like what to do, where to go next. I, I had a client um, who, who gave me incredible advice. She said, do the things that bring you energy. Like what brings you joy? always move towards that and work on being the best human possible just for the sake of being human, right? Because this is this is it. This is all we get. So my day usually starts at zero and does not finish or end until I help someone in some sort of way, even if that's just myself, <laughs> that <counts. laughs> absolutely. but I get a lot of, I got a lot of joy and energy out of, um, helping other people resourceful. So I was voted, <laughs> I was voted most resourceful at work at the time. It was because we were trying to celebrate something and we were looking for mimosa ingredients. And I was like, I can find that. I can do that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I did but I think in general being resourceful is a is a mindset so there's especially as a trainer you get really really good at finding a solution for every problem every person we're not cookie cutter and so finding the right solution and getting people to their goals or objective is I feel like uh, that's one of the things that brings me joy that gives me energy
0: That's awesome. I love too that you said mimosas because then it just makes us more real, right? (laughs) We're not just, yes, healthy people can have mimosas. That's okay. (laughs) That is true. That is 100% accurate. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, I also love too the resourceful thing because one of my mentors said most people aren't like they don't become successful, not because they don't have the resources. It's because they are not resourceful. So mm-hmm. I think that's such a great quality to have and uh, definitely something that I strive to, to be more of. Tell us a little bit more about you as Rachel Prairie. So I had mentioned you're like the Rachel Prairie of Anytime Fitness. So tell <laughs> us what that means to my listeners don't, who don't know that. And also, who is Rachel Prairie outside
1: of that role? So <laughs> ugh, I actually hate talking about myself. That's why I'm a trainer. So I just always <laughs> want to be like, you tell me about you, but don't ask me about me. Yeah. So, now the, the um, script, is, script is flipped. <laughs> I know. Ugh. Okay. Being uncomfortable. That's okay. So I, I'm a, a programming um, manager here. So um, I help really, my people are trainers. So I help train the people who train the people and thinking about anything we do add, take away, believe in, in general, I represent the collective trainer. So, I raise my hand and I ask questions like, How will the trainers feel? How will this help them help the people? How will this help them have a career here? And as such, I'm also in general, I get pulled into a lot of marketing and social campaigns as being the the person who represents us and and what we believe. And it's the most significant thing I feel like I do here because I always want to make sure that um, our consumer, whether they're a member, or not or our trainers feel represented and loved and welcomed. So I was just spreading that <laughs> that purple <laughs> purple drink everywhere <laughs> everywhere um that I go cuz I really feel it. It's not it's not something that is hard for me. I just I get to show up and work for a company that aligns with um with what I believe. So it's it's an easy gig and I feel incredibly incredibly lucky to be in this position. Uh, sitting at a desk is hard for me <laughs> it 's one of the harder things I do in a day, probably for most people just because I love people and I love collaboration and anytime fitness is is known for and drives a really high performing culture and that's based on our core beliefs so our mission here is to change the self-esteem of the world and that's heavy like that sits heavy with me and everyone that That works here and actually even before I started working here that was my mission in life so when I came across this brand I was like I don't I don't know where else I could go like this is where I have to be like this is where I'm supposed to be so it's really um, empowering to have everyone else on all seven continents all around the world pushing towards this goal of of elevating humans And uh, you just like, you can't help but feel energized when you, when you come in or when you work on a project. Then outside of that
0: role in the, in the work, I know work takes up the majority of our lives, but then also outside of work, how would you describe that life?
1: So I, I usually I come into work like really, really high vibrations, lots of energy and hype and just bouncing around and high fiving and hugging and just bothering everyone <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but on the on the flip side of that, as much as I love people and, and they're my jam, I need almost equal amounts of calm, quiet time nature makes me feel very grounded and where I can re-energize and decompress so I love being outside even even in Minnesota even in the winter dog parks traveling I love to travel in a, a weird way I'm kind of obsessed with kettlebells the flow juggling even just basic swinging is really meditative to me and allows me to get some of my wiggles out too Paddleboarding, I love, love paddleboarding. I have it on my personal goals to bring my board. I have an inflatable board. So to bring my board on with me uh, on trips this year and travel and paddle. And I have a 19-year-old son, Brendan, who is the love of my life and extremely emotional, intelligent, and (laughs) way more responsible than me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope I can say that about my kids one day. I guess maybe. (laughs) He's That's amazing. So you did a good, good. job. Then
1: <laughs> he's so good. He has the kindest heart, and we love to sit down and eat cheeseburgers and sweet potatoes fries and talk about life. <laughs> oh,
0: I love that so much. I, and it, I think it just says so much about you as a person and a mom. Then that you have that kind of connection with your son. So obviously, you've you've done it right. And I know a lot of moms feel like. They always question it. I'm sure you did too while you were raising him, but there's light at the end of the tunnel, I hear.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, there is because being being an adult with an adult child is this whole new kind of relationship, like an almost like a re-getting to know you, right? Like he has a full-time job and he lives in his own place and has a girlfriend. And I'm like, who are you even? And so yeah. it's this whole new stage for both of you. And it's really cool. You can just hang out and be, you know, be besties.
0: (laughs) As a trainer yourself, then tell me who you would identify as someone that could benefit from a trainer or coach. Typically, I think, and I think most people think that someone who has a lot of money, maybe wanting to improve some kind of like athletic performance. So give us an idea what you think, who could benefit from having a trainer or a coach.
1: I really, and I know this is gonna come off bias, but I really think everyone because I am a trainer who has currently multiple trainers and multiple coaches. Like there's never a point if I want to begin something new, learn something, change something, I go out and find experts. And that's one of the reasons I love this industry is because it it's always there's never going to be a point where we say, We've arrived and we know the way and this is it and it's like everyone's a little bit different coaching is on the rise i heard this um read this statistic earlier or no it's 2019 i read this statistic last year in club industry that uh, coaching of all sorts so you can get a weight loss coach a sleep coach a health coach a meditation coach like that one kind of blew my mind it's going to be become more and more accessible and available But with that, it makes me nervous because that means our market is going to get really saturated with quote unquote coaches. So I think the best thing that you can do is like sit down, set some goals and find a a trainer and a program that uh, works for you. And really think about not just your goals, but maybe blockers you might have time, budget, what you like, what you don't like, what brings you energy, right? What brings you joy? That's one of the reasons that I think people come to any time is time is such a big blocker is that you can have a trainer, but then you still have access to the gym even if you can't, um, even if you only have 20 minutes, like 20 minutes is 20 minutes. Get in there, do something, have them um, help you find stuff to do when you're not with them. I really think in some capacity, everyone can benefit from a coach.
0: I would agree a hundred percent too. And there's like you were saying, there's so many kinds of coaches out there. So, and if you're not even really sure like what kind of coach you need, you know, maybe even my suggestion would be like, like you were saying too, is to sit down, journal out maybe like, okay, what, what do I want out of this year? And with that, maybe find some common themes of, okay, it looks like, you know, weight loss is a huge thing for me. So let me find a weight loss coach. Or, you know, money mindset. My money mindset just needs a little bit of work right now. So I'm going to find a money mindset coach. So, what are some common mistakes you see as a trainer and a coach, whether it's with your personal clients or just people in the gym in
1: general? I'm thinking back, um, I've been asked this in a lot of different ways over the last year. And I think, in general, people, one, there's so much information, there's too much information. And so it's not that people aren't informed it's how do i narrow the scope take all the stuff that i know read heard my sisters doing my brother had success here and figure out what works for me but i think in general for for anyone any level the first thing that you could start doing is just moving more and and deliberate movement intentional movement even if it's just 20 minutes you're in your basement and you do five rounds of a push-up and a squat for 10 reps because if you weren't moving before and now you are moving even just 20 minutes a day more that's over an hour a week now now your body's like oh now it's paying attention like hey something's going on you've added a new stimulus let's start responding stronger maybe losing body fat having more energy so I think moving even if it's up walking over lunch or whatever it might be all movement matters. By the end of the day, movement is movement. So just get your butt up <laughs> and start going.
0: <laughs> just a quick question then too. I know a lot of people ask, well, should I do it first thing in the morning or should I do it in the night? When, what would you suggest? I would say
1: whatever works best for your schedule. A lot of times, especially for busy people, getting up, doing it, right first thing in the morning is the way to go because then no matter what happens the rest of the day you know kid call like you have to go pick up your kid cuz you're sick or um i think a lot of people underestimate like man you just had a really bad day and so moving might not be the best option like you're just drained or it might be a solution but i would say what wherever it works in your day where you can be consistent is the best possible solution Yeah, I agree with that too. And like
0: you said, with, you know, with your days, like sometimes and why I'm such a big proponent of doing it first thing in the morning, but again, do it when it's right, is that your day kind of gets out of control most of the time, right? Like you can't control that your meeting ran long or you can't control the traffic that you ran into, Mm -hmm. you know, on your way home from work. And I think the other key thing too, is that you actually put it into a calendar, you know, so you can't just say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to run more this week, or I'm going to hit up the gym a couple more times, but you actually sit down, look at your schedule and you plug it in to the, the very specific day time and where you're going to go do it.
1: Yep. It can make or break it because it's an appointment just like anything else that you keep with yourself. And I always tell my clients too, like, have a, have a plan B or maybe even a plan C and D. Like, <laughs> if you know, man, I didn't get to the gym, but I walked the dog. That's the way. Food. <laughs> Making oh, nutrition is, is so tricky again, because I think when people get started, they go to extremes and they decide like, this is the way and I can't budge from what this thing is. And I think, In general, if you can just start making slightly better choices from what you are currently doing, you'll move. You'll still make progress. So even if it's just every time I have lunch, I'm going to have vegetables at lunch where you might not have been before. Or no matter what time of day, even if it's 11 a.m. or 2, when you have breakfast, whenever your breakfast is, you include a protein. So it can be – it doesn't have to be these, like, stream things and then two people fall off or they miss or they mess up and then they're like I quit you know like well I messed up so why even bother I would start small and then and then build toward an ideology that works for you
0: one of the big things too, I like to talk about is people, you know, a lot of people have the mindset that, Oh, like you said, Oh, I messed up. I just got to start over or I'll start over on Monday or I'll start over in January. And I really think people should change that and not have this idea. Like they're starting over. It's just, it's a process, right? Like you're, you're never really starting over cause it's all a journey. It's just, okay. You know, I ate, I chose less healthy foods now, tomorrow I'm going to make better choices. So you're never starting over. It's just part of the journey
1: oh for sure because that that especially food it it's a mindset and you i never want my clients to have a bad relationship with food or nutrition it should be a healthy process as a as a healthy part of your journey so even thinking about things like what you just said that i failed no you didn't fail just pivot you just pivot pivot try again not even tomorrow like try again your next meal like it's not an all or nothing Do or die situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Recovery is this hot topic right now. And I was thinking about it because everyone came back to work (laughs) this week and we have heart rate monitors in our gym. So they are a device that you wear that monitors your heart rate and displays it on the screen. So we get live feedback in your session telling us how hard you're working or how not hard you're working. So we were going around normal workout, normal team session, nothing, nothing crazy. One of my clients who we always joke and tease, who could never, his heart rate, even he has the appearance, it never maxes out. It never gets super high, even though he looks like he's working super hard. He never, so we always tease him. And in this first session back after our break, he was in the red, like the whole time. He was at his max heart rate almost the whole time. And I stopped him mid-session and I said, are you okay? (laughs) what is going, what is going on? And he goes, man, like over the last month, over the holidays, I haven't been sleeping. He says, I haven't been sleeping. I've been getting up in the middle of the night. I've just been unable to sleep. And it was such a reminder that man, even though, you know, he felt okay, his heart telling us different. His body was saying, Hey man, like we are stressed. You are adding another stress on top of this. Like you need to dial it down so that was a good reminder about how much sleep and recovery matters big time and I don't really believe the average gym goer can overtrain, but I do believe that they can underrecover, um, meaning that um, they're not doing the things outside of the gym that it takes to show up at a hundred percent and in reality <laughs> what happens in our day directly affects if we're able to show up at 100%. So if you missed a deadline or you had a bad day, you're going to train differently than you would if you you know, crushed a presentation, made a sale. It's going to affect how you train, good and bad. So the ability to sleep, hydrate, have really good nutrition, work on some fascia work, foam rolling, meditation, breathing, Is all affecting all of it affects how we recover and then how we show up for our next workout or really even just our next day. Oh, that's so interesting. I love too that you said that most
0: the general, you know, gym goer can't overtrain, but they can under recover. So I think that just it's such a mindset shift that. No, you don't, you know, you you do need to focus on the sleep. You do need to focus on the water intake, all those other little things. I think that's so good. I love that.
1: Self-care. This is one of my favorite topics. (laughs) I'm sure it is for you too. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like of all of these things, and I think longevity is important too, but of all these things, like this all comes down to a set of beliefs that we have about ourselves. And whether or not based on our current state, a lot of it is from our previous experience, what we believe if we can be successful or not, and then how we decide to take care of ourselves and beyond like, not that it's not good, but beyond like bubble baths and (laughs) massages and like treat yourself
0: mentality,
1: self-care, I I always tell people it's a discipline and it's, it's a key to emotional health, which your physical state is 100% dependent on your ability to cultivate strategies around creating healthy habits and boundaries and how you take, I hate to use the word failure, but like setbacks, successes, how you show up in, in your life. And a lot of people dismiss it as being such a powerful thing. But even we here we work on doing self-talk strategies. So even just a couple minutes of sitting down and when you're feeling some sort of way, just like acknowledge it and have a strategy around it. We have this uh, these words here, tell me more. And we know as a brand, we hear tell me more a lot because it's signaling that you are sitting with a safe person and you can be vulnerable here and you can be not okay. And the person asking you to tell them more is also ready to listen and have empathy. And so it's sometimes a lot of it's like building up a community around you too, that can help you through this because this is a journey and you don't have to do it alone, which is, um, which a lot of people think you're, I, I love you listener, but you're not unique. Everyone is out there trying to do this in some way, get with them, get together, find each other, use your trainer, lean on your gym and figure out how, cause there's going to be good days and bad days. Like, how are you going to, how are you going to get through this thing and come out on the other side successful? If you're enjoying today's episode and the others before it, I would sincerely
0: appreciate you taking a few minutes to write a review. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. After all, it could be the one that impacts your personal health journey the most. I love that you mentioned self-care isn't just about like the manicures and the lattes. In fact, that's probably, (laughs) the latte is probably not really truly self-care where (laughs) self-care is much deeper and so much more encompassing. So
1: that's such a good point. Mm -hmm. And the the last one that I thought of that it's been on my mind really in the last few years is uh, longevity. And it's kind of on the forefront of my mind because last year, or is it two years ago now, I became a functional aging specialist. So learning more about the baby boomer population, who they are, what they believe, what their goals are, And when I went through the training and I went to their summit, I had my mind blown (laughs) because I thought that, and it's silly now, even when I say it out loud, that I believe this, but I thought that like, you just get old and that's what happens. And then you end up, you know, that's you age and everything hurts and that's how it, how it goes. Like, that's the thing. But they right away flipped that on their head and said, you know, like some people have underlying issues. But in general, how you age is almost entirely up to you. And you have to start thinking about it now. Like right now, today, no matter what age you are. And now more than ever, people, no matter how they're treating their bodies, um, we're at a place in human history that you are going to live a long life. You just are. And so the thought of how do I want to spend my remaining years you know, do I want to be out and moving and traveling and playing with my grandkids and living my life that I always have? Or on the flip side, do I want to be stuck inside, disconnected? and And so that was a big eye-opener. I hadn't really thought about it. In my mind, you just you know, if you go along and that it is what it is, and that's not true at all. So I've been that's why I'm just kind of on a rampage lately. like, hey, we got to get it together now because I want everyone to live their best possible life for as long as possible. Oh my gosh. That's, a,
0: that's, I'm like literally like tuning into this because this is so interesting. And it's something that I don't really think about. Cause I had the same thought. Everyone's like, Oh, once you hit 40, you start getting the aches and pains when you wake up and oh, and then it's 50 and it's all downhill. And it's like, you're right. Like it doesn't have to be that way. And it, shouldn't be that way. If you really are focusing on your health and moving and eating the right foods and, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. So that's, oh my gosh, that's got me really thinking too.
1: Good. Yay. I know we got to get fired up about this. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey mom, you got to go to the gym. (laughs) It's true. It's totally true. (laughs) Oh,
0: That's funny. Okay. So this is so great. So it's like all this information is so helpful. What advice do you have for someone who's interested in
1: seeking out a trainer, but really has no idea where to start? I would go back to that, that goal setting. So especially there's something sticky about writing it down. And sometimes it's even helpful for people before they seek out a trainer to even like share it with a a close friend or a good support system. Like, Hey, even just to say it out loud, you kind of name it and own it, and then even more importantly, like in big capital letters, why is it important to you? So I always tell people, especially like when I'm talking to my trainers, hey, it's it's significant. Like if, if a client comes in and they say, I want to lose 30 pounds, awesome, but tell me more about why, because there's gonna be days that are harder than others, and I'm gonna ask you permission to remind you of your why. <laughs> so if it's, Hey, I want to lose 30 pounds because I'm struggling to get down on the ground and play with my kids. Like that is powerful. So i tell people like, write your goal, maybe share it with a friend or two, say it out loud, and then really figure out your why, like put it on a sticky note, put it on your mirror, have it visible to you. And then, because here's the thing, you don't have to have the answers. You can figure out, what you want to do and then a good trainer finding a good trainer will figure out the how so you figure out the what and the why and they'll figure out how to get you there you'll want to show up with your appointment with your trainer set an appointment show up be ready to talk and be listened to open and honest right because the more information a trainer has again we talked earlier about narrowing the scope on all this stuff then we can start like narrowing it down and really figuring out the best possible solution and the best possible plan for you. And then the other thing that people get weird about talking about is that you need to be prepared to invest in yourself. And that means time and financially, because this is a service that a trainer provides, and it is going to change your life. And so in my mind, like there's no better If you're going to spend your money, like don't have it be on new yoga pants, have it be on, have it be on having a trainer who will partner up with you and get you to where you want to be the best way
0: possible. One thing that you're talking about is when people are trying to find their why. So yeah, I want to lose weight. Okay. Why? Uh, One, one tool that I learned through the course that I took uh, last year, uh, it's called knowledge business blueprint or KBB it teaches you to go seven levels deep so you ask the first question mm-hmm. okay why why do you want to lose weight their first answer would be like okay well i want to lose weight because my doctor told me so okay why do you think you're, it's important that you lose weight because your doctor said so then you say okay well i want to lose weight because um like you said i want to get be able to play down, get down and play with my kids okay why do you want to do that like keep going and you go seven levels deep and when i did it i did it actually for why did i open a gym in my first level of opening the gym, my reason was, well, I want to help people. Okay. Why is it important for me to help people with their health? And so I kind of like, it's like peeling back an onion. And when I got down to the seventh level of why I wanted to, it got to the core of like, I opened a gym because I was tired of people feeling like they needed to go get prescriptions and, you know, drugs to make them feel better when all they have to do, generally speaking, right? I know there's, there's a time and place for everything else, but generally speaking, just move your body and eat the right foods and you'll feel better. And that was kind of my why of why I have a gym. It wasn't just to help people to get healthier, but really why? Because I wanted people to know that they don't have to turn to those things to feel better. I
1: love that. We should talk more about that because it's so it's so important for self-development it's also a really great tool for um trainers because sometimes it's hard because you walk in you're in front of a stranger they've had walls up maybe their whole lives even like let alone sitting down talking to a stranger being vulnerable feeling uncomfortable and sharing some things that maybe don't feel so great like it's so sometimes you really have to to dig so i think if somebody comes in new and they're just ready to say hey this is me this is where i am this is where i want to be walls down trusting that the person across from them is going to care for them and listen i mean it's a life changer it's a life changer what for you, Rachel, are your
0: goals for 2020 with your health, life, business, whatever it might be, what are you
1: shooting for this year? Uh, a couple things I've been wanting to, and I, I started, I'm ready. It's so funny because I'm, I'm an expert at getting people to where they want to be. But when it comes to myself, I, I'm mess, really messy, <laughs> really messy, which is why I hired Two coaches and a trainer, right, to call me out on my BS, okay? One of the first things that I wanted to do is I, for years and years, how I got into this, um, I had my own uh, little training business, um, and I've had this concept I've been thinking about, and I have officially scheduled dates, done the thing, I'm ready to go. Um, I'm calling it Battle Ropes, Bells, and Brews. So I've been wanting to do these little pop-up fitness classes, you could call it around the twin cities at coffee shops brews and breweries free of charge just sharing the love wanting um wanting people to move and get exposure to you know functional equipment and new ways of training and new ways of thinking so that was my first thing um and i'm, I'm actually working at a friend's brewery uh called fat pound she she used to work here at self-esteem brands and then left to open up this uh, uh brewery with her dad and she is the youngest female brewer in the country, I believe. Wow. She would actually be a great guest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Seriously. So I started that out. That's something I really wanted to do. I also kind of did a big self-reflection at the end of 2019. Uh, I was feeling like some sort of way. I ended last year like not feeling so great and I couldn't pinpoint why. And I think with my coach, I went through all these exercises And something that I do because I'm such a chronic helper and I want everyone to be happy and I'm a people pleaser, that I'll do things or say things or agree to things that I'm I'm uncomfortable in order to make someone else comfortable. And so a big thing for me this year is we're not doing that. (laughs) Well, that's what my health coach said. We're not doing that anymore, Rachel. That's what she said. So even though it feels mean to me, Uh, I'm going to work on saying no more and setting boundaries to keep my own health at its highest level. And then um, the last thing, I had another weird thing. Actually, now that I start saying all this stuff out loud, that all makes sense. But um, I've had a weird knee thing for forever and ever since high school. Uh, I had an acute event happen, and I found out that I have a joint disease And it's isolated to my knee, so basically, I have non-cancerous tumors in my knee. I'll have to have surgery eventually, but I kind of set out on this quest of I wasn't doing the things. See, here we are. I can make everyone else do the things. (laughs) I wasn't doing the things that I should have been doing, or I couldn't figure out how to move better or without pain. So I hired a coach um, to help me move better, push off surgery, and do something super fun that brings me joy, which is now that I'm moving better and pain-free, now I can get back to the things that I love. So I had to get very humbled and start all the way over, like rebuild my foundation. I was doing body weight squats for weeks and weeks as a beginner would, and no surprise, (laughs) it paid off. So yeah. And then of course, staying uh, rooted in nature. Uh, I love being barefoot. I even take my shoes off here and walk around most of the day. (laughs) Nobody stops me. So (laughs) that's awesome. I know some germ folks would be like, ew, that's gross, but I would probably do the same thing. So (laughs) it makes, I just say it makes me feel better. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome.
0: So if somebody wanted to kind of follow your journey, follow along, maybe even reach out to you for any questions to do you any follow-ups what uh where can they reach you would you have uh, social media things like that
1: yes um i think the best way would be uh instagram i'm at coach rachel prairie and as part of my agreement with myself for Mar uh for kicking off battle rope spells and Brews, my facebook coach rachel prairie will be a fast follow within the next couple weeks i had a uh, I was working on a, a logo and making some content before I hit, hit go.
0: I'm so proud of you <laughs> and all the things that you're doing and you are, obviously you're an amazing coach and you're an amazing coach to the coaches. So it's been such an honor to have you on here and I look forward to connecting with you more, even outside of this podcast and helping you and you, you know, whatever capacity. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. I know I'm excited to keep learning more from you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fit for Business podcast. My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode, and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.